0: Hi everybody! Welcome back to Top Four, the podcast where we talk about four things in our topness of stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, wow.
1: that was that was awesome.
0: Thanks. I am awesome. So,
1: who do right. we have with us? And what oh, are we talking? We have about?
0: special guests this week, and our special guests are the Lisses. Hi, Lisses. Hey guys. Hey. So, for those of you who don't know, this is Aaron and Casey. Casey is on uh, ATP with Marco, and Aaron is his lovely wife who has been on an episode of Analog with Casey. And uh, what else have you done, Aaron? Have you, you done something else? I mean,
1: teaching for years no know podcast world Podcasting. i mean she has like stuff to do like oh, come
0: on
2: no that he doesn't like keep it. her in a
0: box and like pop her out for a couple podcasts here and there i mean
2: he tries but <laughs> no. uh no and that analog episode uh is the only one so far because i have dug in my heels so congrats to you guys getting me out again whoop whoop <laughs>
1: top four we always break new ground on the show that's right or slightly new ground i guess in this case
0: you know i just realized that by having couples on there's four of us top four uh. four oh, this is amazing
3: <laughs> oh wait God. but that means if marco picks his top four which one of us falls off the list what top uh. <laughs> top four current podcasting people well, no, 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 because Marco's top four is never actually four. That's it's true. It's, it, is, it, is it Tiff and then the rest of
0: us? It's usually more than four. So hops is added to that mix, I'm sure. So.
3: <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. This is also our first, your first remote recording for top four. Is that correct? I
0: think no, we did it. the Syracuses. Oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm.
3: right. Oh, I thought they were in person. I'm sorry. I didn't realize.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, John only comes down out of his um, little... Heidi hole up in massachusetts <laughs> like once full a year of modem boxes yeah <laughs> he, only, <laughs> he only ventures out once a year he's like the groundhog <laughs> where, uh, <laughs> he travels he sees his shadow and he runs back inside exactly i love you john you're the best so i'm sorry we don't have a steak dinner for you guys which is what we usually promise our our special guests but since mm-hmm. we are yeah well we owe you we'll totally owe you but this week we are talking about something that all of us love and enjoy. And that is Top Gear. Yay! I thought it was pretty appropriate. Now that the new Top Gear is out and it stinks, so we're not talking about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just to get that out of the way, right? Yep, up, just right. get
0: that out of the way. We're talking about <laughs> old Top Gear. We have some rules that we had to follow when we were picking what we were top fouring this week. So, um, who wants to explain our rules? I think Casey. Casey, why don't you explain Casey the rules? is the
1: chief summarizer in
3: chief, right? So, I'm not sure if we all played by the same rules or not, but the rules that <laughs> list is played by, and I'm not even trying to be snarky. It's just. Uh, when we were discussing this, there was never a absolutely clear victory uh, for any particular rule set. We discussed many options, but the one that the list is settled on, which I think the Armand settled on as well, is any episode that involves a challenge, and that challenge has to involve all three hosts. So, And it doesn't have to be the entire episode, but an episode where there's a challenge where all three hosts participate at the same time.
0: Yes, that helped us eliminate a whole bunch of... uh... I don't know, gobbledygook that we didn't need to get involved with. Because, you know, trying to pick full episodes was a little tricky. Picking only specials seemed a little limited because a lot of us love some of the uh, challenges that are intertwined within some of the episodes. So, so yeah. yeah. I think, and there's a uh, whole bunch of really good. good
1: challenges or specials that only had two hosts. So, we could rule those out.
0: Yeah. Yep. So, it helped us limit some things, too. So, I am. Um, so did you go? How'd you guys do? Did you have a
2: hard time with this? Or did you rewatch a whole bunch or just went from memory? We actually rewatched a whole bunch. I think that well, definitely Casey knew a lot more than probably anybody else. I think for both of us, it helped to go back. And I I think that both of us actually saw a lot of things, maybe because we were trying to be a little bit more nitpicky about it i don't know but i think that both of us saw things and heard things this time around that we hadn't seen in the first i don't know hundred or so <laughs> times of viewing it how how often do you guys rewatch top gear i don't know once a month or maybe a little bit more often than that what do you think
3: yeah, I'd say it's not as often as one would expect, given that it is my favorite TV show, and, and I think it's safe to say one of Aaron's favorites, but um, it'll oftentimes if we're bored and um, we don't feel like watching a whole movie or there's nothing on TV that we want to watch, because um, we do still have cable, uh, we'll put on a Top Gear and just watch something. And occasionally I'll put on a random one and laugh about how I actually have no recollection of that episode ever existing, even though, <laughs> even though I've seen every single episode of, of the one true Top Gear. So, so it's safe to say that t- Top Gear is your comfort show. Yeah, I think that's probably fair.
2: How uh, how often did you guys or do you guys watch?
0: We started putting on a couple episodes for Adam here and there. He's very interested in the cars playing soccer. Oh. Um, <laughs> he ended up mimicking with his cars and a oh. tiny soccer ball, which is pretty funny.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but other than that, we really hadn't rewatched, I think, the episodes since the first time we saw them.
1: Yeah, most of these i had only seen once before. Uh, because we would just we would watch every new season as it came out, uh, because we know somebody with a Plex server. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But but we we for the most part we we saw most of these only once or some of the specials like some of the big you know well known specials we we we've seen those a few times here and there. But but uh, for the most part the regular episodes I haven't really seen that that often. So this was it was nice to to rewatch a lot of these things as we did in preparation for this in the last few weeks uh, to kind of just. You know, remember some of this old stuff and appreciate it, and and you know, remember some some things being better than I expected, some things being not quite as good. But overall, uh, I really I really enjoyed rewatching these.
0: Yeah, me too. I had a good time. I wrote down a lot of fun notes and did lots of cool doodles.
3: It's funny having not seen some of these episodes, which obviously are my favorites. That's why they're in my top four. But uh, I hadn't seen some of these in a while, and so to see them again, it almost paints them in an, in a whole new light, especially given the. Uh, I don't know if I would say abomination, but the rough start to the new Top Gear (laughs) in season 23.
1: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I think it's time to move on to our picks. But before we do that, we have a sponsor this month and it is our wonderful sponsor, Casper. Casper is a company that is focused on sleep. Casper has created one perfect mattress that it sells directly to consumers, eliminating commission-driven inflated prices. They're revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and showrooms and all those dumb mattress stores and passing that savings directly on to you. Now, the award-winning Casper mattress was developed in-house by Casper with a sleek design, and it's delivered in an impossibly small box. So you can get it upstairs. In addition to the mattress, Casper now also offers an adaptive pillow and soft, breathable sheets. Now, the Casper mattress is an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. It combines springy latex and supportive memory foams to create an award-winning mattress, really it has won awards, that's got just the right sink and just the right bounce. Plus, its breathable design helps you regulate your temperature throughout the night, so you're not like too hot like with some foams and everything. Now, mattresses can usually cost well over $1,500 for a good one casper mattresses cost just 500 for a twin size up through about 850 for a queen 950 for king all these are made in America. Now these prices for a high quality mattress made in America are unheard of. I mean 950 for a king, like that's that's I'd say that's about half of what you'd pay at minimum for a mattress of this quality from anybody else. And buying a Casper mattress is completely risk free and you might think how is this possible? I'm a bu- buying a mattress on the internet. That sounds weird. How am I going to know whether I, I like How is
0: possible I'm buying a mattress on the <laughs> internet?
1: That sounds weird. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> wondering. So Casper offers free delivery and free returns to the U.S. and Canada with a 100-night home trial. So here's how this works. You sleep on the Casper mattress for up to 100 nights, and if you don't like it, you just call them, you say, sorry, it didn't work out for me, and they will arrange a free pickup of the mattress from your house and refund your purchase price. That's it. So it's totally risk-free. You just try it. If you like it, keep it. If not, they make it really easy to return it so they understand the importance of truly sleeping on a mattress before you commit to buying it, especially if you're going to be spending a third of your life on it. So get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash top4 and using code TOP4 at checkout. Terms and conditions do apply. Thank you so much to Casper for their support of Top4 and all of FM.
0: I believe it's time for our Top 4 picks. Before we get into that, I do want to mention that Casey and Aaron host yearly a Top Gear party in their yard (laughs) so i just want to put that out there that you know we picked this topic because we got some serious fans on the line here that um not if you can guess it that that was their comfort show it is also a perfect wonderful excuse to have an outdoor viewing party of top gear when it was new and coming out with new seasons slash series so um yeah i just wanted to put that out there right you guys we went to one
3: yeah, yeah, uh, I thought it might have been more than one, but, um, but either way, yeah, every summer, um, this hasn't happened for a couple of years now, but every summer we would drape a king size bed sheet off the back of the house and we have a friend who has a projector and we would set up the projector with the king size sheet. And once uh, sundown happened, then we would, we would hold off watching the brand new episode from the Sunday it aired until the following Saturday, which never happens. Uh, Aaron, Aaron is nodding the background. I, I will plan my Sunday afternoons when Top Gear is, is in season uh around Top Gear and for that one week the the premiere episode uh over the summer we would wait until the following Saturday and have a bunch of people over we'd grill out and we'd uh watch Top Gear outside in the ba- in the backyard and it's been a really really fun tradition and it sounds like um the Grand Tour is going to be in autumn so Weather permitting, we might try to do it again, we'll see. But uh it, it was something that we took very seriously back when it was easier to do so.
1: And the Grand Tour, that that's the that's the original cast's new show on Amazon, right? That's right. Yeah, that's that's gonna be fun. I, I hope I I'm looking forward to that because I think that is going to be, you know, the new top gear in spirit, if not in name.
3: Yeah, I sure hope so, but we'll see. All
1: right. So top four. We'll start with our number fours, we'll go up to number one.
2: Let's have our guest go first and we'll stick with the whole ladies first. So how about we go, Erin? And by Erin first, we meant Casey. So Casey, go first. <laughs> Passing okay. the buck. Go so for it, Casey.
3: I've been volunteered. Um, no, I feel bad for Erin. I don't know if we've mentioned on the air, but she's a little bit under the weather, uh, which is different than under the radar. So uh, let me kick this off. Um, my top four, number four, is The Race to Verbier, which is season five, episode eight. So the premise here was Um, this was, I think the second instance of James and Richard competing in against Jeremy, where the two of them were on public transport and Jeremy was in a car, um, in this particular case, it was the six one two Scalietti, I believe, or the Ferrari that Jeremy was in. Oh and yeah, of it, course that one. And uh, James and Richard were racing um, by way of bus, train, and eventually jet plane, and they were trying to see if it's if it's quicker to drive to a ski vacation in the Swiss Alps or fly. And we are full on spoiler dong on this, right? <laughs> What was okay. that? <laughs> I'm assuming that is the sound of a spoiler dog. <laughs> I didn't know it really had a real sound,
1: and I'm not sure that was it, but that was something.
3: Okay, well, we're, we'll just assume. This was the first episode of Top Gear that I remember vividly having seen, and this was the first one that really stuck with me, and it was because it was one of their epic races. And what was so unbelievably fun about this was, at the very end, James and Richard were on foot walking up to the, the lodge, Le Lodge in Verbier, and... As they're walking up on foot trying to find the the destination, this lodge, Jeremy comes just bombing up the road in his Ferrari, and you see them realize on the air, like this is not scripted, or I'm pretty darn sure it wasn't scripted, you see them realize, oh my god, this is them You know, both referring to the other. And you see James, I believe, pitch his suitcase. He's carrying a suitcase. and just throws it at Jeremy's Ferrari because he's so frustrated. And it ends up that Jeremy pulls ahead in the very last second. And this one means so much to me, like I said, because it was the first one I remember just thinking, oh, my God, I love this show. I'd seen other episodes before. I've seen a million episodes since. But this was kind of the genesis for me.
0: That's good. That's a solid pick. That is a solid pick. I think I'm going to jump in and say that my number four pick is also possibly my Genesis episode. I think it might have been the first one that I saw as well. And that's why I had like that little twinge of nostalgia. Even if it might not have been the best, it it makes me feel it makes me laugh because it feels like my first. Is that why you picked yours, Casey?
3: Yeah, basically. I mean, I don't know if it literally was my first, but it's the way it's the first I really remember sticking with me.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel. So mine is the amphibious cars with the toy boda. And I also just really want to say toy boda because it's so fun to say toy boda. But yeah, so my number four pick is the episode with the amphibious cars. I guess you could kind of roll the second amphibious car. Well,
1: no, Went that's, it I mean, that's a two different bit. challenges, really. But it's
0: kind of the same challenge. <laughs> anyway, it was season eight, and they had to, their challenge was to make amphibious cars out of other cars so that, because amphibious cars generally typically have a reputation of being crappy road cars and crappy boats. So they were trying to make it a cool car and also a pretty functional boat, and Needless to say, they fail miserably, and it's pretty funny. You get some deep belly laughs out of the episode. Yeah, I thought it was pretty darn great. Do you remember that one?
2: I do. In fact, well, I'm going to back up just a second, um, and I'm going to come right back to that. But I had no idea the race to Verbier was, Casey, your inaugural... Top gear episode. I wish that I had known that. I had no idea because I feel terrible that I wrote one sentence while we were watching that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm kind of bored. <laughs>
3: oh,
2: no. I mean, it was good, but it was not, it was not near my top
3: four. So now I feel terrible. I mean, to be fair, upon rewatching it, it wasn't, it wasn't the, epic race that I thought it was, or I remembered it being. But f- like Tiff was saying, for nostalgia alone, it's still stuck with stuck in the top four for me. But anyway, Aaron, you were going to say something about the other one?
2: Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, no, actually, my number four pick was also the Amphibious Cars episode. So Yay! I am right there with you, Tiff. Um, <laughs> I just love saying Toy Boda. I, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think what I love the most about that, which I I think actually Casey said before I could actually formulate the thought for myself, but the way that they converted their cars into their amphibious counterparts, it so described, each one of them, to a T. You <laughs> yeah. know, May had his whole mast and sails. You know, I'm going to go sailing for a day. Hammond got a camper. I mean, he's so, like, the country bumpkin, you know, Secret guy. Secret American. Right? <laughs> and then Clarkson goes all in on the power and, you know, for his toy boda. And I, I mean, just I love when you tried them. to get those two huge yeah, the au- two. outboard motors. <laughs> <laughs> the two, and, and the, the guy is just like, no, no, that's he's not He's like, happening. you're literally going to sink. Like, this yeah. is going to be the worst idea ever. I just thought it was awesome how each one of them, they were just so perfectly described by their amphibious cars.
1: Yeah, totally.
2: That's a perfect
0: way to put it. But yeah, this was, it, I think this was also one of my episodes where it was one of the first ones I saw them build something on their own. And uh, I heard you guys talking before about um, Top Gear on ATP. And I th- I believe John Syracuse was mentioning that he likes it better when everyone is just like kind of driving cars. I kind of like it better when everyone's like goofing off and building stupid things. Like I think that I mean, uh, the car stuff is great and it has its place and it's interesting and fun. But man, they really come into their own when they are building something stupid and driving it somewhere and everything's breaking down and Things are sinking and yeah, it's just absolutely fantastic. But the follow-up episode to the amphibious car one, the amphibious car two, when they try and uh, cross the English channel, man, that was also killer i mean come on can't we combine those can't those be like the same
1: i mean i, I suppose there <laughs> could,
0: the second one couldn't exist without the first one yeah
1: i mean i i suppose that it, it this this is not a show where we very strictly enforce the rules most of the time so i guess i will allow that the uh, second episode
0: of it hey the second episode wouldn't have existed without the first one so it's kind of like the, it's like a continuation of the story
3: of the toy boda you're going to appeal to Marco as the authority on rulemaking on this t- on the show. I don't know if that's really a wise choice because <laughs> Marco is the is the rule breaker in chief of Top oh, Four. Yeah.
0: Well, we all know who really makes the rules, and it's me.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, I mean, that's that's a, those these are these are very solid picks, and I totally agree that like when they're like building crazy vehicle modifications, they are really at their best, and that's why my number four. I had a very hard time deciding between a few of these kinds of challenges, and I I, I ranked them all kind of in a clump here, including the amphibious ones. I also um, oh, of course you did. Of course I did. <laughs> of course Your number have, four is a whole cluster. Of course I have four <laughs> number fours. Um, and you know, like I also I I also put up here the stretched limos as, as a very good one uh season nine episode six but then the one i'm actually choosing for my number four while the amphibious car apparently combo uh is is very good <laughs> uh i slightly enjoyed more uh season 15 episode four motorhomes and it oh. was it was a little bit like it, it, it there, i think the caravanning one you mean no the one where they like where clarkson had like that giant white building on
3: top
2: yeah, of his car that's, where they went carav- yeah, that's the caravan caravanning
3: oh is that the one i i didn't think that was the caravan one, but there's a couple of motorhome ones that are really good. Like, they go motorhome racing ones, which I do not think is what you're describing, but that one was hysterical. No, no. Um, it's
0: it's reg- the regular caravanning one, because caravanning slash motorhoming is... Equivalent country to country. That's what.
3: <laughs> yeah. So you said fifteen four. It yeah. is absolutely the one where he has the humongous thing yeah, on the his giant car. white
1: building on Clark's car, <laughs>
0: and, then,
3: right, right. and <laughs> then
1: May has like a little like pod on top of his Lotus, and then Hammond has like this giant like fold out like mansion that he builds out of like sheet metal. Yeah. Like, this it, is this is
3: an excellent <laughs> choice.
1: Yeah. I mean, this like you know we, we rewatched a bunch of them, and this ended up edging out the other ones for my number four because it it just is so funny. And they are so ridiculous. And, you know, obviously parts of it do seem a little bit contrived, but it is so funny. It's so enjoyable to watch. I just really enjoyed it for all, this, all the reasons you guys mentioned about, about all of yours, you know, the, the, like this really kind of showing off who they are and being ridiculous versions of themselves and building ridiculous things. Uh, I just really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun.
3: I think I should mention that um honorable mention for for the caravan/motorhome genre is season 8 episode 6 when they do a caravan holiday which I think was all three of them and that yes. ends up with the caravan uh, on fire. Yeah, um, it, that's actually, the one Marco's talking about. No, it's not.
0: Well, it is. It's the the one that Don't they always end up on fire? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, um uh uh Hammond's ended up on fire. Clarkson's tipped over and May was stuck in his little coffin car.
1: No, the one I'm thinking of ends with uh, Clarkson's being uh, rolled off the cliff.
2: Yeah, that's the same one. That's that one. Yeah,
1: but there, there was actually there were two different caravan <laughs> challenges with two right. different fires, both of which ended in fires. <laughs> right,
3: that's why it's so ambiguous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, the one Marco's talking about, I believe, is the one that uh, the one fell off the cliff. Yeah, that's but, correct.
3: That's fifteen yeah, four. But
0: Hammond's also caught on fire.
1: Yes, it was. It was. A, it was a <laughs> less severe fire in that one. though. It
0: was a pretty big inferno.
1: Yeah, but there was like nothing. There was no material. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. There's often <laughs> fires. I mean, and I, I honestly, one of my uh, honorable mentions uh, was the lorries episode S twelve E one, which also includes some fire. And uh, <laughs> of course, it does. That that was also honorable mention on my list. Uh, that was that was pretty great.
0: All right, since you said the lorry one, I think that might be my number three.
1: It might be, or it is.
0: It might be because I have a toss up between the lorry and <laughs> oh, oh God. and the limo and the limo challenge. They're both so I know, good. Those were also oh, very the limo was good. <laughs> Wait, so good. Which
3: episode was the lorry one?
1: Lori's is S twelve E one, and limos is S ninety six.
0: Where they so the lorry one? They each had five thousand pounds to go out and buy a lorry and
1: <laughs> a semi truck, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And but just
1: just like the the, the, cab, head, the, yeah, cab. the cab, yeah, cab, yeah.
0: And, um, of course, you know, Clarkson buys like this gigantic like thing and he paints it all stealth. Do you remember this? And he couldn't see. Yeah. It's this and the one then, where he
3: goes through a brick wall and like damn near breaks yes. his neck.
0: Yeah. Yep. And this is also the one he got in big trouble for talking about a lot of murder and prostitutes with oh, the lorry yeah. drivers.
3: It was a
1: big scandal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's like wow driving a lorry is really hard you have to drive 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 change gear change gear murder change gear pick up a <laughs> prostitute change gear
1: <laughs> he got he got in a lot of trouble yeah he did <laughs> oh god
3: yeah so as you're talking i'm queuing them up on plex on the computer and now i'm like tr- having trouble concentrating because i just want to sit here and watch <laughs> these episodes
0: <laughs> yeah the lorry one was pretty great i yeah that, that is good in the limo yeah, I yeah the can't.
1: limos I, I hadn't seen the limos in a long time and, and yeah
3: neither have i that's when they bring them they bring them to like a, a brit award show yeah. or something like that yeah
1: and the people get really mad like yeah and,
0: and i it's just like, like and totally unscriptedly mad they're really angry i think
3: they're
1: really angry the people in limos they at least they at least seem legitimately annoyed <laughs> but well, the it,
0: one guy he like got out and cursed and he was yes. just like i'm done with this screw you guys
1: like yeah it was that was that was a really good one and and like the 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 craft of building the limos again it was like you know showing off them and and they like they're like stupid skills.
0: Well, clarkson trying- had that huge red one where he had to pull himself on a pulley <laughs> was, like to the back <laughs> of it remember he had to lay
1: down on the pulley yeah, it was and like James. 40 feet long it was longer yeah. than the city buses they
0: and James had the push-me-pull-you, like the two-headed limo. Yes. Right.
3: And, and he had, as usual, the worst sense of direction known to man. <laughs> uh, that These are solid choices. But which one is number three, though?
0: Uh, I have lorry races, but I have a big our, um, arrow of ore with the limo challenge. You got to pick one. Oh, because one is funny that it's like raced and it, it they customized the lorries so that was pretty funny um i also love that there was an oliver appearance in that one which just mm-hmm. that just warms my heart um
1: all right while all you right. think
0: about that yeah while i think about that let's who's get next? the
3: list's picks aaron number three actually i'm gonna jump in here again <laughs> there's a reason for this uh my number <laughs> okay. th- m- my number three is is actually the Amphibious Cars episode that we already discussed (laughs) because I freaking love that episode and uh, there's a few things about that episode that I really love that I wanted to bring up that we didn't already talk about Um, uh, actually Tiff had brought up I think it was Tiff saying uh, Clarkson and his insistence on having uh, two enormous outboard motors on the back of his toy Boda and the the, the discussion between him and the boating expert which of course (laughs) he calls in because this gentleman is an expert and then proceeds to argue with him for the entire episode but the the boating expert brings out like a trolling motor that you would use for fishing, I believe. And it's this like little two and a half horsepower like <laughs> yeah. thing that you can carry with one arm. And Clarkson points over and says, You're talking about one of those, but I'm thinking about two of these and he points at this like $15,000 300 horsepower outboard motor yeah. <laughs> and he continues by saying 2.3 horsepower is a small amount of horsepower which I don't know I, that line just cracked me up I just thought it was hysterical <laughs> and my other favorite part of that episode is when Clarkson was trying to saw off the roll bar or not the roll bar the um, the which I can't think of the name of it but the thing on the front of the car that yeah. um, the 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 bumper that's not the metal thing in yeah, front the big, of the like, metal
1: cage thing God
3: I'm gonna hate myself and i remember what that's called but anyway uh he's trying to saw that off with like a sawzall sort of thing and it's on fire and then it, it and then he tries to put it out and it catches back on fire then he tries to put it out again and it catches back on fire then eventually he tries to saw a different part and a f- little thing flies into his head and he stands up and screams i'm on fire <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, that whole moment just killed me and i think part of the reason i love the the toy Boda episode so darn much is because and, and again that's season eight uh, episode three if you were going to pick one and only one episode of Top Gear to kind of get a feel for what Top Gear is, there, my number one, is, pro- which I'll t- talk about in a minute, um, is probably the one I would recommend. But an absurdly close second would be the, uh, the Amphicar the episode, because I just think it's a great just general purpose example of what makes Top Gear so much fun. It yeah. makes
0: me feel really good that three out of four of us picked that one in our list
1: at all. And, of course, I didn't.
3: Well, yeah, oh, you're a course. weirdo.
1: It's, it was right, close. It was, it it was in really the close. cluster of my number four consideration. <laughs> it was in your four cluster. That's yeah. nice. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Aaron, number three.
2: So, I actually am going to switch my number three because... <laughs> See, we, it's hard. It's allowed. Welcome to top four. It's allowed. <laughs> I'll allow it. I'm not going to... I'm not going to tie it because I'm I'm too type A to have more than one option for, for a slot. But Somebody has to be. I am going to switch um, because we actually did not get to go back to uh, a couple of the episodes that have brought, been brought up now and I have remembered how much I do really love the caravan episode and so that one is bumping out what I had as number three to be my number three. I freaking love that episode. Now hold on.
3: Are we talking about the one that we already spoke of where Clarkson had the 30-foot-tall one. Yes. Right. That's yes.
2: S-15E4. And and Hammond's catches on fire at the end, and he's just watching it because um, didn't he have, like, a library in there? Yeah. Like, a fake <laughs> library, and he's watching it, and he's like, my <laughs> yes. library is on fire! And, oh, uh, yes. Love that episode. Yeah, there so were, I'm, like,
1: there were like eight different giant rooms that he built out of yes. just, like, big squares of material. Like, just, like, mad big, like, they sheets of, like... They all had
0: toilets like- in weird spots, too, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> Just sitting in, like, the passenger side of their cars.
2: Well and also at the end when I know we were saying when uh Clarkson's went off the cliff but I don't know if he actually knew that that was going to happen the the way that he was talking with uh I don't know one of the cameramen or something mm-hmm. and he was sitting there eating was, his ice cream. yeah, he cream was phone, eating ice cream. And he's all like smug and full of himself and whatever as per usual and the cameraman or somebody right there says something to him and he just gets this look on his face and he's just like what and he turns around and there's this caravan <laughs> plummeting off the cliff into the sea or whatever it's and like
1: this like cloud of like <laughs> yeah. sheet, sheet wood and stuff like and
2: you, and you just can tell on his face he's like what did i just <laughs> see happening and i don't know that yeah great episode
1: yeah it's it's hard to know like how much of it is scripted and how much of it is is ad-libbed
0: that's what makes them so good though that you can't really tell a couple of spots you can tell but other times you're like i think that they're just really good friends and they're totally goofing on each other and they're they were put into a scripted situation but they end up you know, um, kind of joking around with each other unscriptedly. Yeah. yeah,
3: and I would, I would actually say that my biggest indictment of the new Top Gear is that it just feels heavily scripted in yeah. a way that old Top Gear probably was. Like Tiff was just ta- was just saying, but you couldn't really tell. Like Tiff was just saying, and so that's what's that's one of the things that's most tough for me to watch on the new ones. Yeah, well, it's because they're not
0: friends yet. They're getting them into situations where it's like pretend to be friends, and they're not. friends yet they actively seem like they really don't like each other so you have a problem there you can't put yourself into like goofy situations where you're like supposed to be oh yeah we're just buddies out like having fun goofing on each other when that isn't the chemistry you have yet you know like be serious first and then do the goofy stuff later but anyway they're dead to me anyway so (laughs) (laughs) i've decided i'm going with limos for number three all right Just decide i put it down lori races you're out honorable mention
1: all right my number three which i wonder it, it might be up further up people's lists um so we might hear about it again but my number three was the uh the usa special where they drove from florida to new orleans uh, i think it was one year after hurricane katrina and this was the one where they were famously uh they they were like attacked in alabama for having the offensive slogans written on their cars like they stopped at a gas station and they had on their cars um some incendiary comments to conservatives in alabama and uh and they were like (laughs) they had like rocks thrown at them and they were like basically chased out of the state this so this the usa special i mean that part obviously was very scary and and dramatic um but the whole thing like this to me was kind of what case was saying earlier about his number four about the race the race pick this to me was kind of like the epitome of top gear like at its best uh in in like race mode you know not not in like building crazy cars mode this was them like in like touring you know grand touring mode where they they go to some place some exotic sometimes at least in this case it was florida but some exotic place it was was exotic to them go to some exotic place when they
0: had to buy the cheap they had to buy cheap cars
1: yeah like you know buy cars on a very very low budget and drive them you know a few hundred miles or whatever like that's this this formula they follow for a lot of their specials and challenges and i i i love this formula and it can you know like when they're just driving like here's you know three new ferraris we're driving on some pretty road like that's fine but I, I, I like this better, like, when it's, like, here's three crappy cars that we got for almost no money uh, that are constantly breaking and having weird problems. And covering them in dead cows. And covering them in dead cows. <laughs> like So, this yeah, the, the USA Special, like, it was, it was not only a really great implementation of that, of, like, the, the touring challenge with cheap crappy cars that they got, but it was also, like, a really sharp critique of some flaws in the U.S. culture. And and I thought it it was really it was like really like good for that purpose. Like it was it was compelling and it was interesting from from like the cultural critique angle as well as just being a really funny and and insightful and a little bit scary special for them driving.
0: Yeah, I'm going to chime in here. I mean, we're probably going to have a lot of the similar ones, maybe in different orders because we rewatched all this stuff together. But yeah, this is my number two is the USA special. So yeah. I f- agree for all the the things that you said. Plus, like the music is really good that they have in this episode. If you listen to like the background music mm-hmm. that they have, it was pretty killer. Um, I just love seeing them completely out of their element in a foreign country to them, but it's our country. So it's kind of it, it makes you laugh even more because you're laughing at yourself and yeah. um, you see like what hits home and some of the you know the things that like uh, Clarkson said that America's only contribution to modern c- civilization was um, the right on red <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I <if we> <laughs> yes. that was so great it's like the only thing good that, that they've done and everything was about cheese and guns and like that's <laughs> so <laughs> like everyone's gonna get murdered and everyone's gonna get get shot because you're in america and just the stuff with the roadkill and trying to be pretend hicks and the no air conditioning and they're breaking each other's air conditioning down and oh it was just so many pranks on each other that felt really pretty genuine a lot of you know smashing into james's car very slowly Mm -hmm. which is always funny um and of course, they're in these, you know, $1,000 cars, which they found in Florida. It was actually very tricky to buy and them going like further and further into the rougher areas to try and find these cheap cars and suspecting that all their cars used to belong to murderers Um, (laughs) and it was it's just uh uh, it hit it's very very clever very funny and like marco said the social commentary towards the end about i mean they were in south america right i believe um yeah
1: the argentina special yeah and
0: they were in pretty big danger down there too Mm -hmm. from just being there and it was kind of really frightening that in our country you know like a first world like superpower country that this happens down like that people can, can also be attacked and, and this could, this could happen there. It was just, it really, it, I mean, we knew that that was going on in our country. It's, we're not oblivious to that, but it, it just really is telling that, you know, three foreign you know or foreign film crew is down there and they just write some goofy stuff on their car like i mean the big offensive things that they wrote was hillary for president
1: um right. which is now the reality which is now a reality yeah, this was in 2007 um, that that this episode was. country
0: admittedly. western is rubbish
1: <laughs> yes. which
0: it kind of is and
1: oh and nascar sucks also. nascar
0: sucks and man love rules man those um,
1: rules okay okay <laughs> <It's>, yeah <laughs> i love like they like they of course wrote them like in british so it's like country music is r- country western is rubbish like no american would ever say rubbish like that's yeah. like, they even wrote this stuff like not even american yeah, yeah that and they, was
3: extremely striking to me as well like it was the most british way to try to be <laughs> insulting to america
0: there's just so many great lines and i yeah that this special was really um really a top pick for me so
1: yeah it was one of your top four
0: it was (laughs) that's your number two right all right that's my number two so yeah to bridge the gap between your number three and my Mm -hmm. number two perfect
2: so So, and i'll bridge the gap here so casey is actually going to be stunned because the usa episode is actually my number two are you serious i am serious look at my notes right there number two
3: (laughs) i I am i hand on heart. i am flabbergasted by this so i am very anxious to hear your explanation
2: (laughs) um so you have to understand going into re-watching it. Now, we've seen this episode, I feel, many times. I have always been kind of, I don't know the right word, a little bit angsty about it just because I felt like they were very much provoking these Deeply Southern people and trying to get under their skin. I mean, that was the whole point of what they were trying to do. And I felt like they just were doing it unnecessarily. And then I felt like they were being unfair towards Americans in general, you know, saying that everyone is fat and everyone eats cheese all the time and, you know, whatever. But then, so when we went into watching some of these episodes again, I was like, yeah, okay, I guess we should watch that stupid USA one again. I still feel a little bit weird about that whole part of uh, just very much trying to provoke them and, and getting under their skin. But everything else about the episode, I don't think I have laughed harder during an episode than I was during this one. And I felt like so much of it was just them being friends, them being stupid, them doing stupid stuff to each other, to other people. And I felt like I just appreciated it a little bit more. Um, I don't know. Maybe I was just having bad days before when I was watching it. But no, I really liked their camaraderie and the little, I mean, all the episodes where they're pulling the pranks, like Tiff was saying, they're pulling the pranks, they're doing these little stupid things to each other. Those are the best episodes. And so to me, like this whole time, they were doing that to each other. I just found myself laughing and laughing and laughing. And at the end of it, I was like, wait a second. I actually really like this episode, but I couldn't say anything to Casey because I was like, oh, crap, it's going to be in my top four. And I can't say anything because he's <laughs> totally going to make fun of me because all I've been doing is like complaining about needing to watch it again.
3: No, This is so true. and And I mean, I understand it. And I think. Although I also adore this episode, it was not in my top four, it is in my top 10. Uh, and I can give you a link in the show notes of my top 10 episodes of Top Gear that I put up like uh, a gist on GitHub probably four years ago. But anyway... Um, Wait, has your the, ranking not changed in four years? Well, no, they, they weren't ranked, but oh, okay. but um, but it was just my top ten episodes.
1: H- have there been no new entries in the last four years which should be saying something interesting?
3: No, there have not. Okay. Um, wow. but, right. but the thing about this episode as <laughs> we rewatched it, like I agree with both Tiff and Aaron that it is hysterical. It's some of the best, just them being them. But the thing that bothered me about it was it felt like when they were in Alabama they were punching down rather than punching up. And that's what... I I think was a little bothersome, which is funny because I grew up in the Northeast and and even having been in Virginia, I think over half my life now for, for 16 years now, I don't entirely associate either myself or really Virginia as the South, which I know sounds crazy to you two, but I assure you there are many, many degrees of South and, and we are on the lighter side of that, so to speak. And so this felt like a whole different society to me as well. Maybe not as foreign as it is to you too, but... but certainly foreign to me and it just felt like punching down which i didn't care for but that being said holy crap what a funny episode and i think marco hit it when he said this is a really interesting i think it was marco that said it's an interesting social commentary and it's and it's an interesting social commentary and i think like tiff said this part on something that's true and and dear to our hearts because whether or not we're proud of the behavior that happened in alabama that's still america man Mm -hmm. and and that's still part of us
0: i love when they talked about peeling the squirrel
3: Oh,
2: my God. Oh, and that tickles me so much. The
0: idea of peeling a squirrel. Okay. And and (laughs) (laughs) but to bring it back, I don't know, Aaron, if how you feel, but if you want to like add to this um, at the very, very end of the episode when they because they had to go down to New Orleans and it was right after only a year after Katrina was down there and how shocked they were of how terrible things still were and how like a country that's so you know financially sound supposedly or like it's as in everyone's eyes should be um isn't taking care of the their people their their own citizens and they're just letting them live like this um that that actually kind of, I think, turned things around for the way they saw th- saw um, the South and the way things were going. And then they ended up donating their cars. Um, well, tried to donate their cars. <laughs> 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 but I mean, like, so did is that part of the episode? Did that like kind of bring you around a little bit too? Because it brought me around.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it's always good to see when your eyes can be opened to something that you might not have realized before. So I do think it was very interesting to see them go there. And I mean, to some degree, I could say that for myself, you know, I have never been down to New Orleans, especially after Katrina or anything. And so to me, it is kind of foreign to me as well. So for them to be able to go there and see it with their own eyes and see the people and talk with some of the people, it was good for them to maybe kind of reconsider some of their ideas about America, you know. in some small part i mean i think i think to kind of go back just for a second like when they went to that gas station where they really got attacked i think what struck with me because i was sitting here thinking about it what was it that really kind of struck me and i think when the owner the woman came out and said you know what are you trying to do you come to a hick town are you trying uh, i forget exactly okay, the you're words, trying to get beat up in you're a trying hick town. trying to yeah are you try, like are you instigating us on purpose basically and and they were you know and so she was calling them out on it and they kind of kept picking, picking, picking um, until they realized, oh, crap, you know, this isn't going to end well for us. We better erase the stuff off of our trucks. But I think that's what it was. I think they were really surprised, honestly, like as like I think they thought that oh no
0: one's going to take this this seriously
2: for sure yeah especially because they have cameras you think yeah. you're going to go
0: and like goof on somebody and yeah. be like oh yeah they're going to be like hey get that off your truck and be like a little bit mad
1: yeah, they probably thought they would get like a bunch of dirty looks and some middle fingers and some yelling maybe like you know that's probably like cuz that's what you would expect yeah. in, mo- in most places for most things you could be riding on your car that aren't like uh you know really a- obscene like you know i don't
0: know. i i didn't think that they had any inclination that it would, it would turn violent. I really don't oh, think they sure. did because otherwise they would not have done it. I think they felt yeah. they were like, Oh crap, this is really serious. People are, cause I feel like a le- the, like the culture in um, the UK Isn't that kind of confrontation and and isn't that culture of violence of like, I'm going to confront you about like something you said and I'm going to punch you in the face about it. Um, And I think that they were shocked by that because, you know, everyone banters and makes fun of each other and in life and in friendship and, and in everything. And when they went down there and they ended up doing that and provoking that, I think that the reaction, the The severity of the reaction really shocked them.
2: Oh, for sure. I definitely don't think that they at all thought that they were going to have that type of reaction. And I would hope that they wouldn't have gone that far if they had had thought that. So, no, I definitely agree. Um, But I'm glad to see that they kind of turned it around towards the end. So. I don't know, but everything else, skinning the squirrel, I'm sorry, peeling the squirrel. And (laughs) then later on, when, uh, Hammond said, well, we're going to have to peel the cow too, you know, (laughs) you know, when May said, I'm not hungry anymore. I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm with you on that one, but great episode. Great. Upset.
0: There are some beautiful yeah. uh, sunset silhouette shots, too, of them, like, mm-hmm. camping out. I always, mm-hmm. I'm i a sucker for the really good, like, camp-out shots of the three of them with, like, beautiful <laughs> sunsets.
1: I'm pretty sure all my favorites have something like that involved in it, <laughs> but it's pretty great. Like, one thing I love about the show is, like, it's it's basically, like, when, you know, when, you, when I'm talking about all these, like, specials where they're going all around the world, it's basically, like, a really nice, high-budget travel show that happens to include these guys doing, like, idiotic things during it, but, like, the, the cinematography is beautiful they're going to these beautiful places they're going all over the world and many many times going to places that that we don't usually see or that we don't usually have access to i mean i guess this is why people watch travel shows right but this is this one's more interesting to us
0: because it's yeah. funny it's actually yeah. funny
1: yeah but it's it's very well shot very high budget very high production values especially in the later years it, it, it really is a, an unusual combo of like it is in every way that like a bbc nature show but instead of david attenborough you have like these three idiots being idiots that in funny ways (laughs) like it's, it's i think it's a it's a really funny and compelling combo that's that's one of the reasons why it is so popular
2: and they have really good music to go along with it so you see all these amazing shots and then they have this great soundtrack to go with it so
1: yeah
3: All right, I believe we need Casey's number two, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so uh, number two for me is the race against the bullet train. So this is season 11, episode four. It's another one like Verbier, where it's James and Richard in public transport, and Jeremy, and this time he's in a Nissan GTR. And I feel like part of the reason I love this episode so much is because there are many different lines from this episode that have entered like the list family lexicon like we will often say to each other like amy's back because um because at one point um jeremy picks up the phone and i think it was richard calling and he's trying to figure out like where he is or zta or something like that and he's fumbling with the navigation system on the gtr which is all written in japanese and he loses his directions and so now he's circling Tokyo, realizing that he's running out of time before he's, they get to their destination. And he's realizing he's losing this race. So he's circling Tokyo, just mashing on random buttons, trying to get his uh, sat-nav back, which he called Amy. And all of a sudden, he finally gets the satellite navigation back, and he just screams, Amy's back! And so Aaron and (laughs) I will say that to each other for random reasons, like semi-often. And uh, I don't know if we say lightly killed that often, but that was another line that just (laughs) stuck. That's another line that stuck with me. But the other one that we do say to each other constantly, for sure, is, "Ah, mate, gotta go, gotta go. Because at one point, Richard's on the phone, and in, in a bus, I believe, or no, maybe it was a train. It, it was a train, and um, and the uh, Japanese individual came up to him, and it was getting very shouty at him, and wanted him to hang up the phone. And so you hear Richard just saying to Jeremy, who's on the other line, "Oh, mate, gotta go, gotta go." And Aaron and I say that to each other just regularly. <laughs> um, and this was another one like Verbier, where the race was eerily close. And I mean, quite clearly, they must plan these things such that they should end up close. You know, oh, it should take Jeremy, let's say, five hours to drive it. And if we take this mildly convoluted route for James and Richard, it should take them four hours, 45 minutes or something like that. So in that sense, I'm sure it's scripted. But when Verbier and this one just came down to the wire, that just it, it, it makes me so happy. And I just thought this one was really, really good.
0: It definitely shows Casey's competitive side and your like for sport in that. You, so far, two mm. of your picks have had um, kind of uh, race competition elements to them.
3: Yeah, I, I guess so. Although it's funny because I think of the two of us, Aaron is is the much, much, much better athlete. But that being said, I do love those competition races.
2: Well, and Clarkson won both of those races and Clarkson is your spirit animals so (laughs) (laughs) So this is why you like them so much that's fair
1: (sighs) all right so marco all right my number two uh, which I actually suspect might be somebody's number one, so uh, that's why I, I saved myself for last to do this number two. Um, my number two is season ten, episode four, the Botswana special, and this is when they drive across Africa. This is when we discover Oliver, uh, the little yellow car that that uh, Richard was driving. Uh, I uh, this is such a good episode, and I almost picked it for my number one. Uh, it, it it is if you ask if you were if you were to just guess what a random top gear fans number one episode might be or what if you could try to get top gear fans to all agree on one number one episode it would probably be this one if i had to take a guess you know it's it's so it's so iconic it's so it's another one of these episodes where they go somewhere you know slightly exotic at least They, they go somewhere far away they buy a bunch of really cheap cars and they drive them for you know over a very long distance with through physical challenges and in this case it's it's driving across like this big like desert and salt plains in Africa. It is such a good again such a good implementation of like this of like the the go somewhere far away and drive somewhere in cheap cars uh, episode type uh, and you know you have so you have the introduction of, of Oliver this like car that basically becomes a character for the rest of the, the rest <laughs> of the series um, it it is and they're you know of course they're all at their best and of course they're all like giving each other crap whenever they mess up or their cars mess up and and uh, it's just really really good
3: so I am really uncomfortable now, because there was zero doubt in my mind that this was Erin's number one, and she has just indicated to me by hand signals and notes that this is not her number one, and so I don't know what reality is anymore. My entire world is upside down.
1: So you thought it was her number one, and now we've discovered basically it isn't in her top four. I guess not. I don't know. We'll find out.
0: Well, I don't want to reveal yet, because I'm going to say that this is my number one. All
1: of I, I figured it i mean again like i mean would you guys agree that like if if you had to guess like what would be like the fan number one favorite would this be it
3: i think it's quite possible i think my number one is also in the running but i think this is quite possible and unequivocally this is an unbelievably good episode and and Richard's love for Oliver even though it doesn't play that big a role in the episode like it's certainly prominent but it's not it's not that big of a role but just like one of you said it carries through the rest of the series and, yeah. I, and I mean not a series in the american definition like yeah. the next what what season is this 10 so the next yes yeah, so the next 12 seasons of the show <laughs> somehow or another Oliver tends to come up every single year
0: it shows up in the lorry races i mean he just posted a picture on Instagram oh, uh, not right. Instagram, of,
3: uh, on Twitter
0: of his daughter driving Oliver. Driving like, Oliver. He actually like, kept
1: it, right? <laughs>
2: yeah. It's amazing. Well, yeah, he kept it and keeps working on it and keeps doing stuff to it. And no, I abs- I love, love, love Oliver. And Well, I love this episode. It's a great episode. In fact, I have it written down as being my honorable mention. I love Oliver. And I was going to say the Twitter thing, too, because he did post the picture about how his daughter was learning to drive on Oliver. And oh my gosh, how Oliver has been become part of his family is just uh it's so adorable i love it That's yeah
0: awesome. i i this is definitely my number one episode i just love the lurking white beetle i think that that is so funny it just makes me it's just perfect um when they are trying to shed all the weight off their cars when they're going through the um salt pans and um jeremy's breaking all the windows (laughs) with the (laughs) (laughs) car, like and then they then after they get out of the salt pans and they're covered in all that dust and and richard's just like Sitting pretty at Oliver because he has all of his windows because it was nice and light, and everyone else is like bundled up because and they're choking on dust. Yeah, everyone um,
1: else's cars are like destroyed and then rebuilt, as going through the and Oliver is like unaltered. <laughs> completely <untouched. laughs>
0: oh and it just it felt like this episode too they were goofy but they were less goofy than some of the challenge episodes like yeah. when you when you see like you know the stupidness with the huge cow carcass on top of the hoods like from the america one um this one it had less goofy elements like they they still hid meat and stuff inside of each other's cars and put the cowbell <laughs> the cowbell underneath james's car but with this one it was a lot of challenges like they kept st- like um challenges as in like uh difficulties that they kept having with their cars where they had to stop and be yeah, like environmental it. challenges and yeah and two would go forward and one would stay behind and um this the the terrible animal photography that the yes <laughs> <laughs> that the crew was trying yeah. to like take pictures of animals and it was just yeah, it was like they even made terrible. fun of their own
1: camera crew in the episode
0: <laughs> oh but then there was just so many beautiful sunset mm-hmm. uh pictures of this that um i love when they shot the holes in the bottom of the cars to drain the water when they had to uh <laughs> afford the,
3: the little oh, that's river. one of my favorites
0: yeah. oh and then like you know it just oh it was just so beautiful And then Oliver returns because he got all fixed after being soaking wet and you know when they were running with the um, what were those they weren't emu because they were in Africa uh I don't know. ostriches yeah the sure. big ba- ostriches were all running with them and <laughs> yeah they it was just fantastic um and then the final crash when they like finished the the whole thing and they get to their destination and they still crash into James like it was and he's just <laughs> like my brakes don't work like it was just charming and beautiful photography in a very exotic place. And Oliver was the clincher for me. I just, I, yeah. it couldn't have been my, if Oliver weren't there, this would have been just kind of in the, in the middle of the road, I think, but because of all, well, maybe a, a little above the middle of the road because it really was quite epic. But yeah, Oliver and, and Hammond's love for Oliver really, really put the nail on the coffin. Number one, Yeah, and that's what I thought would bring it to
3: Aaron's number one was was that love affair between Hammond and Oliver. So, apparently not. Apparently, (laughs) I don't. Oliver's a car, by the way.
2: (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's true. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Now I do love their love affair, but I don't think uh, it didn't it didn't bring it to number one for me. Now I'm really curious, Aaron. What's your number one? now this is gonna be really anticlimactic. i'm sorry guys well,
3: can i guess it, can sure. i guess if it's not oliver then i'm gonna guess maybe the japan episode i just talked about no oh <laughs> <laughs> i'm done with the show i'm no, I'm leaving no, that well, wasn't that the,
1: wasn't even just like a a no that was like a, a like a, a an exasperated no that was <laughs> that was like a, a what are you talking about no <laughs>
2: are you I'm high i'm i know i'm <laughs> stunned uh well to be fair the japan ap- episode was my number three until i gave it the boot for the caravan <laughs> episode <laughs> so... <laughs> sorry harsh uh no my <laughs> number one is the polar special Ooh, really nice yes it is now now I'm, what is your number one No,
0: no, you got to talk about the polar special because I love that one, too. I want I want our listeners
2: to hear how wonderful it is. It's it's full of of dogs. There (laughs) are just so many good episodes. It's really it really is hard to choose and rank even when you know your good ones. It's hard to rank those ones. But Jeremy and May were in. Some kind of truck.
3: A Toyota Hilux. Oh,
2: thanks. Um, And (laughs) May very much... Yeah, exactly. Uh, May very much did not want to be there and did not make any bones about that fact, which was kind of funny in its own way because he was very understated but very forceful about it. Hammond was on a dog sled um, with a pack of, of the Huskies and somebody who was very knowledgeable about running a dog sled. And so they raced to the North Pole. Um, they raced from. Oh
3: God, somewhere in Canada. I'm drawing a blank now.
1: Wherever the most northern like town is that you could race from, you know, it's yeah. like that's. It's, yeah. I don't think there's a lot of choices here.
3: Yeah, and so basically they were in they were at the top of Canada or near the nearabouts, and they were racing to magnetic north pole.
1: Yeah, so it was like what is it? Maybe a couple hundred miles.
3: I feel like they said it was like three or four hundred, but yeah. I don't remember.
2: Uh, I mean. In general, it wouldn't be that far, but it was the terrain they had to go over that obviously took them forever. But... Yeah,
3: because there's no roads. Like, they, they
2: right. were just driving exactly.
1: like on, like, you know, ice and snow and drifts and weird, you know, man, it was very yeah. rough terrain.
2: Obviously, Hammond was separate from the other two, but Jeremy and May were hysterical the whole time in the truck. Oh, my gosh. And before they even got on the road, they had to go through the cold weather camp, I think it was called.
1: <laughs> yeah, the training.
2: Yes. And um the whole, like, frozen penis thing and, you know, watch out, the bears are going to sneak <laughs> up on you while you're pooping thing and just... Everything about their whole training, I mean, obviously, they probably should have taken it a little bit more seriously, but it was hysterical <laughs> just watching them watching what was going on, like watching the whole frozen penis and, and all of that. Um, I was just dying laughing. And then once they were in the truck... And they had gone. I don't even know, like twenty minutes, maybe, and like was smooth sailing. May said something like, "You know, it would be really nice right now. Would be some uh, some gin." And Clarkson's like, "Yeah, that would be really nice." And then, sure enough, May brings out a bottle of gin, and Clarkson is just so excited. He's like. Oh my gosh, May, you have gin. <laughs> <laughs> and so they have gin and tonics like the whole time that they're going to the North Pole. And yeah, it's like okay a whole because
3: <laughs> right and they're they're not driving, they're sailing. They're
2: sailing, <laughs> so it's totally fine to be drinking gin and tonics. Yeah. Oh and did you have like
3: a like
1: cheese and crackers too or something? They I had, believe and they had
2: caviar, a, they I think. They had <laughs> foie Gras. Yeah, they had the augra. <laughs>
1: He's like it's totally cruel but delicious. Yeah, and so they're having like all these like delicacies and drinks while Hammond's like while
2: Hammond is like (laughs) dying on the dog sled. Oh my goodness! I oh I just so many things. And then they had the the Jesus action figure in the truck, (laughs)
3: and they found my Jesus. Yes.
2: So yeah, the juxtaposition between them and the truck,
0: like living this life of luxury, like for like going through this tundra of ice and snow Mm -hmm. compared to Hammond in like, out in the elements with these dogs and it it was it was hilarious we showed this to adam actually we, yeah, let we skipped yeah. over
1: the frozen penis section
2: <laughs> <laughs> i don't blame you that was, that was a little
1: uncomfortable when that began i'm like <laughs> skips,
2: but yeah skips, during skips. during
0: some of the blizzards we tried to find everything with snow in it and this was one of the oh, things that we like right, right, busted yeah. out because we were so bored
1: inside It's <laughs> way better than watching polar express again Ooh. yeah <laughs>
2: No, I, I love this episode. I thought it was so funny. Uh, the only thing that could have made it better was if Hammond could have won. Other than that, it was great.
3: Yeah.
0: I love when they found that frozen town, too. Yeah, I forgot about that. Like that a frozen fr-
1: camp. It was like a... like
0: Well, a,
3: like- and it's funny you bring that up because when Aaron and I were re-watching this, well, I have seen this episode, or we have seen this episode easily 10 or 15 times. And as we're watching it, We're seeing scenes that we didn't remember ever having seen before. I think what had happened was, and I'm assuming you watched it off of our Plex server, and that's why you just brought that up. Yeah, At some point, I grabbed an extended cut of the program where they included them find both uh, Hammond as well as Clarkson and May uh, independently found like little encampments, like you were saying. And that didn't make the original 60 minute cut. But it did make the 70 75 minute cut. What did make both of them was when they found the plane. Uh, I forget, I think it was uh, Hammond, or excuse me, uh, Clarkson and May found a a crashed American plane. That was the original one, but those encampments weren't. And so Aaron and I are watching this, and I'm like, wait, what is happening right now? (laughs) Because I guess after I had acquired the extended version, I I guess I never watched it since then. And so we were very confused for a minute there.
1: Yeah, that, that, that part was great. So, solid pick. Yeah,
0: that's a really good one.
1: So, I should probably go next because my number one is also the Polar Special. <laughs> uh, for all the, you know, all the reasons, all the same reasons Aaron, and, you know, you, you nailed it. I mean, it's it's a similar kind of thing that of what I usually like. In this case, these weren't, like, you know, cheap vehicles. So, I guess maybe the dogs might have... Well, they probably aren't cheap either. The dogs probably cost more <laughs> than the <that> car. So, <laughs> a whole bunch of purebred dogs with You're special a training. You're for cute, fluffy dogs. I am a sucker for cute, fluffy dogs. But, and also, you know, like... You know them again, going over really rough terrain, trying to get this like this car to to do crazy things that cars shouldn't be able to do, uh, in this exotic location with amazing cinematography and and you know this like kind of travel log of this amazing trip in this amazing exotic place uh, that usually is inaccessible to us. You know, like it it combines all the things I like plus them like you know kind of playing with each other like being like, you know insulting each other and they don't really do any pranks really in this one but it, I, I think it, i think it doesn't really need them it, it has enough other great stuff and, and someone drives
0: uh, away while someone's on the the on the bumper, John, on the bumper on the jump, oh, that's right
1: yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean uh, yeah overall it's just just an incredible episode and you know if i want to like sit down and watch like an epic top gear special it's it's a tough choice between like you know the polar or the botswana and the USA but but this made my number 1 just because it is overall it's my favorite overall
0: you also see them getting really angry too when um, they're trying to dig the truck out and they're just absolutely exhausted because it keeps getting stuck on all the boulders
1: and and you can see like you can you can tell that like this was not scripted like these like the parts of this that you could tell it's just hard and it's just frustrating and it's grueling as they like you know they have to like work their butts off in this freezing cold in in these extreme conditions for hours to go very little distance you know and and, I mean it just kind of it gives you a rough idea in the in the video cut of just like quite how extreme and challenging and dangerous this really is.
3: Yeah, and to go back a step, you had said you know, if you were going to watch just one, you would maybe watch the USA special or maybe this one earlier on when we were talking about the Amphibious Car episode and um, I had said that that's kind of your prototypical Top Gear, the Amphibious Car episode or one other. This is that other and this is also my number one episode because, (laughs) (laughs) because this to me is just unequivocally just 60 minutes of pure gold and in every other episode that i think any of us has mentioned there's been at least a moment where you're like okay hurry up or okay get on with it or okay that wasn't very funny or what have you um this one is just perfect from start to finish i mean when they're when they're at the training camp and the man with the pixelated face arrived and then, <laughs> and then as, as a unit we have completed this test Yeah, you know i think of top gear as a unit and as a yep. unit we have completed this test when uh the, the pixelated guy shoved jeremy in the water uh how do you practice being cold <laughs> right. like so much of this is so good. I believe as a
0: unit, they also passed a driving test in Vietnam. Too. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we,
1: yes, Vietnam didn't. It didn't make my my top list, but it was one of my contenders for my number four. And, and Vietnam was interesting. You know, they're, they're on these like little motorcycles, basically, and you know, going through Vietnam and. I think that was a great example of it being a really like again beautiful scenery beautifully shot showing us parts of the world that we don't usually get to see Uh, but the only reason that one didn't didn't rank higher on my list is that it didn't have the same like amusement value as the other ones combined with all those things Uh, but it was also Vietnam gets honorable mention for me.
3: Yeah and I think to to come back to the polar episode just briefly um so much of it and you had alluded to this or, or spoke about this earlier Marco that it's kind of a nature show at the same time and this was this one was more like a documentary than any of the others and I actually mean that in a complimentary way um like when the truck uh got stuck and 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 was like beached on the ice because clarkson didn't know how to go slowly and the tire had fallen off the rim and apparently the icelandic mechanics knew that you just put a bunch of lighter fluid in the tire and light it and then the tire just hops right back on the wheel like it's just some of this stuff was just fascinating and i don't remember which one of you said it earlier but The feeling that they had was the the, the feelings and the the struggle they were going through was palpable. And it it was most apparent to me when Hammond is doing one of his like diary cam uh, discussions. And he said, you know, earlier I had a little weep and I'm not even really sure why or something along those lines. And then all my tears froze to my goggles. And that gave me something to cry about or something along those lines. And it was was both funny and devastating all at the same time. And, you know, later on, or maybe it was in the same monologue, he says, Oh, it took me three tries to count to 10. Because he was so freaking tired after just dog sledding nonstop. Just so much of this episode is incredible. The music is incredible. And actually, I at first suspected that I was watching a bum version of the episode just a couple of nights back. Because when Jeremy uh, was starts singing, I think it was a Beach Boy song or something like that, as he's skiing behind the, the Hilux... He's, he sings like you know round round get around i get around and then in the real version you actually hear that music but in the one that you guys watched and that we watched it's like some crappy beach boys knockoff and so the music is great the scenery is great the camaraderie is great and it's also just a fascinating story can a car really do something that it has no business doing or or three men really it's just everything about it i think is just perfect
1: Agreed. All right. Agreed. A pretty great episode. Tiff, we still have your number one, right?
0: No, my oh, no. No. number one Batswana. was Botswana.
3: Right, so
1: we, we're done, right? Uh, yeah. Not exactly.
3: Uh-oh. So we have a bonus round. In a top four first, it is now time, ladies and gentlemen, to rank your top four Top Gear hosts. Hmm. Now, to be clear, listeners... Does the we, th- this dig count? This dig does count. And uh we did not tell oh. the Armands that this was going to happen. So... The assumption is that we will all choose the, between the Stig, Clarkson, Hammond, and May, unless you want to go back to Jason Dawes or, like, way, way back to Tiff Nadell or, or Vicky Butler Henderson or something like that. But, yeah, we, don't, we don't know who these people are. Yeah, or, exactly. I
2: mean, if any of the new ones are, like, your faves. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's
3: yeah. true. I'm going to put Joey up there.
0: Joey? <laughs> 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 Stop it. <laughs> Just get out. <laughs> oh, all right. So, so
3: since I've sprung this on everyone, I will start... And I will tell you that my fourth favorite Top Gear host is the Stig. And I think that's probably going to be common amongst at least a couple of us, because although the Stig is great and is fascinating in his or her own regard, not a lot of talking comes out of the Stig. And so that's why he or she is my number four.
0: I'll also go with number four Stig, because um, I like the other three better.
1: I'm going to go with number four as the guy in the Dr. Lab coat who always hands them the cards for challenges. (laughs) (laughs)
3: I'll allow it. I will allow it. <laughs> he
0: also sometimes does the checker
2: flag. Yeah, that's right. Yep. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, I think I'm also going to be boring and go number four, Stig, but it was really close for me, actually.
1: Wow. You must really not like one of the main
2: posts. <laughs> I really don't. Well, I'll just go. Number three is Clarkson. I don't like Clarkson very much, but I do. He He brings a little bit more to the show than the Stig, although I really admire the Stig a lot, so... I don't know. Maybe
3: Clarkson is number four for me. <laughs> oh,
2: <no. laughs> Let wow. me think on this a little bit. Okay.
3: <laughs> All right. So, so we have the lab coat guy for Marco. <laughs> maybe the Stig. Maybe Clarkson for Aaron. We'll follow back. Oh, we'll follow back up in a second. I said the Stig. Tiff, did you give us an answer? Yeah, Stig. Okay. Okay. Just want to make sure. All right. So number three. Oh, does one of you like, Would one of you like to go first, or shall Ooh. I start off again?
0: This is like ranking your
2: children. Like <laughs> this is so tricky. No, I can totally rank Clarkson at the end of that he that that so child does... that child is at the end of my list.
3: <laughs> Child's a jerk. That child is a jerk. So wait, so is he number four or number three?
2: Oh, I'm still undecided on that. But in ranking my children, I can totally rank him as the last of my <laughs> main three children. Right.
1: So the Stig was somebody else's kid. Right, exactly. <laughs> okay. That makes sense. All right, Casey, what's your number what's your number three?
3: All right. My number three is Richard Hammond. No. I love me some Richard Hammond, I do, and as an honorary American, he appeals to me. But I feel like the other two bring more to the table to me than Richard does.
1: Okay, Tiff,
0: uh, I'm also going to have to go with Hammond as my number three, oh, but that oh hurts goodness, because he's so cute and he's amazing, and I don't like right. I don't like this game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is
0: hurtful. This is a hurtful game.
1: Top four is intense. Mhm. It's tough. You got to make tough decisions. All right. Unless you're me. I have no number 3.
3: <laughs> you have you no, have number, no three? number 3. You're not allowed no a damn tie either, sir. I have no number 3.
2: Uh. Wait, then maybe I'll break my own rule and I'll have two number 3s and just no number 4. <laughs> <laughs> Marco. I know it's the worst. No, actually See? We, I we I break am...
1: everyone eventually.
2: I know. No, I am going to keep number 4 the stig and I will keep uh number 3 as Clarkson.
3: All right, Casey. Number two, right? yes, my number two in a very, very close call is Jeremy Clarkson, which makes by process of elimination James May my number one. Um, Clarkson is such a jerk, but I think he's hysterical, and I do appreciate the fact that he doesn't have much of a filter, which sometimes I think is is not a good thing, but generally I think is quite funny. Um, and I think he gets some major bonus points for me, for him and Andy Wilman, who is the executive producer, kind of being the showrunners of the show. Uh, but James May, in his quiet, um, I don't know, dignity, maybe his his quiet, like intellectual nature, he just really brings it home for me. And I, I don't want to give it away. Don't be creepy. But suffice it to say, my license plate on my car in real life is some play on James May. So that's how much I love that guy i just think that he is hysterical he's he's the quiet thinking man's host if if you <laughs> allow me to say so anyway so that's so to recap my top four is number four stig number three hammond number two clarkson and number one may
1: all right aaron do you have your full list
2: uh sure so number four was stig number three was clarkson number two is james may And number one is Richard Hammond. I really love May as well. In fact, I feel like over the past year or two, I've really come to enjoy him a lot more. Whereas before, I think I just kind of thought he was a little bit boring. But we also watched another show that he did. What was the name of that other show that he did that we watched um, a bunch of episodes of? The toy one?
3: The Cars of the People? Uh, it could be any of the above well th- so we watched the uh Oz and james drink across britain or i watched that i don't know how much of that you saw there's um james no, I may think it was
2: the toy one uh, uh, toy, toy stories yeah i think that's what it was and i don't know that i know that wasn't top gear but it it kind of allowed me to kind of see that side of him a little bit more but no my number one will always be richard hammond i love that guy he is my favorite <laughs> he's my favorite child all
0: right my number three no number two is gonna be may my number two is gonna be may because i love when he says wedding vegetables
1: (laughs) that's why he's (laughs) your gentleman's region my
0: gentleman's my my wedding vegetables yeah he's very funny when he talks about yeah for some reason stuff
1: he had he frequently needs yeah for for whatever reason he frequently needs to describe his his crotch area and he uses different words every time
2: that is true and they're always like comically
1: like british like gentlemanly it's it's
0: so funny it's great anyway he's my number two clarkson's gonna be my number one because when he tests like regular cars And he like turns to the camera and he says something goofy. Even then he has my attention more than the other ones. Like if I'm trying to think of everybody kind of throughout the entire show, no matter what they're doing, Clarkson holds my attention the most. So he has to be my number one. So that's the only reason why I love them all. I love them all together. (laughs) I do. But I guess since the glisses are forcing our hand, that.
2: oh no i'm i'm not on w- i'm not with casey on this one. Oh no
0: you're a part of this now aaron you're a part of this
2: <laughs> welcome so yeah stig I sign up for this uh stig
0: hammond may clarkson all right. There we go. right i've done it
1: my number four remains the lab coat guy you're the worst and i have everybody else <laughs> tied at number one <laughs> because i know i look i tried in my head in the last five minutes for you that you gave me to do this i tried to rank them and, I'm in the room with him. He didn't try Tiff, very hard. If you made a very good point, I, I think Clarkson. If you had to, if you had to, like you know, pick like one like main host of the show, it'd be Clarkson. I think you know the the whole show seems to have like you know his attitude as like the core of it. But I I think my favorite person. As like a personality it might be James May also, but I and and I think Hammond is kind of like the like the the like that seasoning that you need to like bring them together. Like it, it I can't pick any of them above the rest because I think the show desperately needs all three of them to be good. And whenever they ha- one of the reasons why in this in this episode why we said we would only include episodes and challenges that included all three hosts is because I think w- you can see in like the in the various like specials and things that they do that only have two of them they're good but they aren't nearly as good as when you have all three of them and they, they just what made this show is the amazing chemistry that those three people have all three of them are necessary to make that work and if you if you subtract any of them or if you try to take one of them on their own it is not nearly as good as the combination of all of them so I can't pick And I refuse to play, I refuse to pick, Casey, I refuse to play this game.
0: And on that bombshell, (laughs) (laughs) we'll see you next month. Bye, Armands. Bye.